Welcome once again to Top Stories. I am Andy Zaltzman, delving back in the Bugle archives today to August 2010. John and I were beating our samba drums and counting down to the Brazilian election in true carnival style. It's issue 124 of the Bugle, entitled Brazilliant. Top story this week, democracy own goal! <laughs> As I think everyone in the world knows, Andy, the Brazilian presidential election is on October the 3rd. <laughs> I, for one, have been counting down the days in the traditional way. I've had an advent calendar tattooed on my chest, <laughs> and I have uh, a... ...removed every morning, until I'm just left with the central tattoo of Pelé doing a wheelie on a motorbike while playing keepy-uppy with a rolled-up ballot paper. <laughs> Everyone has their own way of watching the Brazilian election results come in, Andy. Some like to yeah. invite their friends around, um, use a compass to make sure they face their TV in the direction of Rio de Janeiro. Some like to take the more traditional approach and shave their bodies, paint them gold, adorn themselves with feathers, and then walk up and down the middle of their street in a one-man drunkle carnival before waking up the next morning and just guessing the results. <laughs> or maybe you're more like me and you just phone Rivaldo on the hour, every hour, and ask him if he's heard anything yet. But the big story, the big early story in Brazil, is that satire has been banned there from now until election day. A draconian law, still inexplicably there 25 years after Brazil's dictatorship ended, has gagged anyone from mocking politicians on TV or radio for the next six and a half weeks. <laughs> now, obviously, as soon as we heard this, Andy and I recognised it immediately as a cry for help. It was like <laughs> the bat signal, or in this case, the bullshit signal, <laughs> being projected into the sky, which is why, as an act of entirely selfless charity, we will be donating the top story this week to Brazil by lampooning the shit out of their election for them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, of course, it's, it's interesting, isn't it? The government banned satire in Brazil in the lead-up to elections in Britain, that self-same role is performed by TV commissioners. <laughs> is this on? Is this on? And by this I mean my career. <laughs> this anti-joking law is an odd thing. I, mean, I have had audiences in the past that thought I was working under the same restriction. <laughs> not this year. Not this year. It's been a strong show. Strong show. <laughs> Don't internally heckle me, most of you. Right. But uh, I want to, you know, uh, we, we had a similar, well, an interesting thing, actually, a show we were working on years ago, John, the, the state we're in, yes. the rightly cancelled state we're in, yes. uh, on BBC Three back in the days when you were still just a humble Brit before you became an American. <laughs> and um, well, yeah, it was yeah, in the build-up yeah. to the uh, Iraq war we were working on this, and uh, I remember writing some jokes, criticising the, uh, the actions of the British and American governments, and being told by a senior commissioner yes. at BBC that if we made anti-Bush jokes, we also, for the sake of balance, had to make anti-Saddam jokes <laughs> as well. <laughs> now, you would have thought we could have taken that as a given. Well, no. You know, no. No, you can't take that as a given. <laughs> right. <laughs> you can't Evidently do that. Evidently not. Unless you explicitly zing Saddam, <laughs> they just assume that you were a Bath Party supporter. <laughs> But well, we are, we are the big. We do take our responsibilities very seriously, uh, John. And this world isn't going to satirise itself, is it? Mm. So yes, as John said, we will be lampooning the Brazilian election. Now, one of the reasons why this is going to be so painful for Brazil is that uh, the candidates sound incredibly boring. Uh, the front runner, Dilma Rousseff has apparently uh, a lumbering speaking manner, and her main opponent, Jose Serra, is widely considered to be lacking charisma. Now, have they found 
the only two introverted Brazilians <laughs> in the whole of that bethonged nation, Andy. Is that what happens in Brazil? If you're boring, everyone else makes you run the country while they're outside building 35-foot floats out of marshmallows. <laughs> Have you ever been to Brazil, John? <laughs> no. Well, I'd love to. The, the right, marshmallow marsh- floats sound amazing. Yeah, you just, just don't eat one in a whole, you know, a whole one in a single sitting. That's the key. <laughs> So, here we go, Chris. I hope you've unpacked your drum kit and hi-hat, because this shit is about to get zingy. First, let's deal with frontrunner Dilma Rousseff. Here goes. For a start, what kind of name is Dilma? Sounds like Fred Flintstone calling his wife while suffering from a cold. Boom! <laughs> Boom! Chief of Staff? Chief of Staff, more like. Boom! Have you heard her talk? She sounds like an articulated lorry slowly reversing onto a rhinoceros. <laughs> Here's another. Hey, Dilma, you're a career civil servant never elected to office. Plus, you are and will continue to be in the pocket of President Lula da Silva. I'm not saying you're a puppet. I'm just saying, I bet you can't speak while President Lula is drinking a glass of water. Boom! (laughs) I know why she's called the Iron Lady. Because she makes everyone she talks to feel flat. Flat, Like they've been ironed. Uh, Ironed. Like an iron. You well, can't handle the truth! By the way, Dilma, Angela Lansbury called. She wants her entire wardrobe back. I mean, every item of clothing she's ever worn. <laughs> Former Secretary of State for Energy. Well, she should be fired. F- fired. Is this on? Is this... I'm dynamite. Hey, hey, Dilma, apparently you joined the underground resistance movement during a military dictatorship and were jailed and tortured between 1970 and 1972. That's an... Admirable commitment to your beliefs and cause. <laughs> uh, hey, they can't all be winners. <laughs> what do you get if you cross four decades of political activism with a president who's coming to the end of his second term of office? What? Dilma Rousseff running for president. <laughs> okay, that needs a bit of work as well, John. That needs a bit of work. Okay, well, let's move on to Jose Serra, Andy. <laughs> Apparently, Jose Serra, Andy, was an engineering student. It's a shame he didn't engineer himself a personality. You're welcome, Brazil. De nada. Jose Serra. Who's he, Serra, more like? <laughs> who's he, Who's he? Former health minister, is he? Well, he didn't make me feel any better this morning. I tell you, Brazil would be nuts if they elect this guy. Hey, Jose Serra. Your wife, Monica Allende, was a top ballerina with the National Ballet of Chile. Well, you can both go spin on this. <laughs> <laughs> Jose Serra's campaign slogan is Brazil can do better. You're right, Jose, and Brazil can do a fuck of a lot better than you. That is a burn. That is a third-degree burn all over his personality. That man has the charisma of a long-forgotten apple core slowly rotting in a disused air race shelter. (laughs) Finally, let's deal with the outsider, Andy, former Environment Minister Marina Silva. Marina switched from the Workers' Party to the Green Party a year ago. I haven't seen such a huge party hopper since Paris Hilton was welded onto a pogo stick. (laughs) Brazil, you've been great. I'm here all week. Try the polenta. (laughs) Isn't that more of an Italian thing? Apparently, it's also in Brazil. (laughs) I associate it more with those kind of little uh, crusty pies. Mm -hmm. Little... uh, Enchilada type things. Really? I don't know. Yep. Are you thinking of Mexico, Andy? Ah, well, you know, they all they all love an overhead kick. That's the important thing. <laughs>
<laughs> so the main candidates are Rousseff, or to give her her Brazilian football style, one word, Monica, Politiquinha, and <laughs> Sarah, or Stinkerino. Uh, that's what he was known at school anyway, due to his uh, carrying his lucky mackerel in his pocket wherever he went. But that uh, clearly worked. Other fringe candidates, for the sake of balance, include Ignacio de Pileño, from the Make Brazil Brazilian Party. Policies including forcing all people over the age of 50 to emigrate to Norway and turning all schools in Brazil into juggling academies. Might not be good for the economy long term, but everyone loves juggling. Also, Carvalita de Pluga, the 17-year-old nun who became an overnight TV sensation after rapping the Eucharist at halftime of a crucial World Cup qualifier against Ecuador, <laughs> then dressing up as a holy wafer and trampolining herself into the goal. Brazil came back from a goal down to win the match. And also, Tony Blair, the former UK Prime Minister... <laughs> Brings a lot of experience to the table. <laughs> uh, Brazil, obviously, we, we discussed this actually on a bugle a while ago, I think. That in 1959, a rhinoceros ran in an election uh, oh, in Brazil. I've got half remember that. Oh, well, maybe, I, I think we did. Anyway, maybe we didn't. Uh, <laughs> well, it rang a bell for me. But also, in 2008, there were some uh, local elections, and uh, six candidates uh, changed their name to Barack Obama. <laughs> There was right. one Chico Bin Laden. <laughs> more, than a, more than 200 candidates renamed themselves after the president, Lula da Silva, <laughs> who had an approval rating of 80%. Not very wise. There were also candidates named after animals. There was Cattle Anna, the elephant without a tail. Also, <laughs> the German in the lorry, a kitchen what? utensils, Big Charlie Knives and the Golden Fork. What? None of this is true. <laughs> this is no, it's true. No, it's on, it's on the internet, John. Also, there was a Bill Clinton, there was a DJ Saddam, Chico Bin Laden. DJ Saddam? Yeah. <laughs> What's that? K Kung Fu Fatty and the second king of prawns. <laughs> These people don't Kung, take whoa, democracy whoa, whoa. seriously, Kung, John. Kung Fu Fatty and the second king of prawns. <laughs> that was a band I was in at school. Why is why is, why is that not president? <laughs> <laughs> they are not a serious nation. Well, well Scott, you know, I, I blame the 1958 World Cup team. They just set the bar too high. Thank you, Buglers. More top stories tomorrow and yesterday and now. And don't forget to listen to the current episode of The Bugle wherever you can, as loud as possible. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, it's producer Chris from The Bugle here. Did you know that I have a new series of my podcast, Richie Firth, Travel Hacker, out now? It's the show where Richie Firth and I talk about how to make travel better in our very special way. In this series, we discuss line bikes, Teslas, the London Overground, and a whole bunch of other random stuff that possibly involves wheels or tracks or engines of some variety. God, what a hot sell this is. I mean, you, you, you must be so excited. Listen now.